There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, October 27th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet bennett Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today's a big tech day. We're talking about a small company you might know of called Microsoft. A few years ago, with their HoloLens product, it felt like the metaverse was theirs to lose. So what's happened since? Juliet's going to break it down. Also, I'm going to talk through a major hurdle Spotify is facing for its next chapter of growth. But before we get to that, here's a few headlines in tech and business today. Let's get crack left. All right, it's official. First things first, Apple will comply with a new EU law that requires devices to share a common USB-C charger by 2024. The EU predicts its new rule will save consumers around $250 million annually and cut down on some of the 11,000 tons of e-waste old chargers create annually. By the way, the company also may be ready an iPad with a 16-inch screen, according to a report from the information. Uh, at this rate, we'll be having iPads with 30-inch uh, screens in no time. Yeah, you might as well use it as your second monitor. <laughs> you might as well. I think that's probably <laughs> the plan. In other news, WhatNot, the live stream shopping platform for collectibles, raised $260 million, bringing its valuation to $3.7 billion in just three years' time. Also, Tyson will pay $10.5 million to settle a lawsuit alleging that it and 18 other companies hatched a scheme to drive up the cost of chicken sold to restaurants. Don't like that. Uh-uh. And Andreessen Horowitz, A16Z's $4.5 billion crypto fund reportedly lost 40% of its value in the first half of 2022. They're feeling the crypto winter chill. And lastly... Ahead of Elon Musk's $44 billion Twitter acquisition, supposedly closing this Friday, he tweeted a clip of himself entering the Twitter headquarters with the caption, let that sink in. Of course, he was carrying a literal sink uh, as he walked into the headquarters. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. You know, I think it's a little funny, but less funny is the prospect of him cutting 75% of Twitter's workforce to bring down costs there. Uh, once he takes over the company, which has been widely reported as the plan. Sounds like he's throwing away everything but the kitchen sink. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I don't really know. I'm not good at dad jokes, but um, (laughs) okay. Weird move. Weird move. (laughs) (laughs) Weird move. Yes. So, Jacob, you're going to tell us about Spotify today and uh, a snag it's hitting with its audiobooks platform. Yeah, so Spotify's next chapter of growth, pun absolutely intended, uh, is going to be the audiobook space, or at least it hopes it'll be audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Audiobooks right now represent around 6 to 7% of the $140 billion global book industry today. And last month, the company began offering 300,000 audiobook titles on its apps. Mm. The problem is... According to Spotify, Apple makes it 
extremely difficult, almost impossible for people to actually go on the app, its iOS app, Mm -hmm. and actually buy these audiobooks. So in an ideal world, right, you'd be able to go on the Spotify app just like you listen to a song and hit play. You'd be able to find one of these books and hit buy And then you can listen to the book right after. Now, the problem is if you have an iPhone, you go on the Spotify app now, you try to hit unlock or they don't even have a buy button. A a message pops up saying you can't buy audiobooks in the app. We know it's not ideal. (laughs) That's the message. (laughs) It's very blunt. And that's all they say. There's no further instructions or anything. And that is because Spotify has chosen not to process purchases through Apple. Mm. Apple is widely known. They charge up to 30% transaction fees on in-app purchases. You know, they say it's because they enable the distribution of apps through the App Store and uh, safety, user safety. But when you choose not to use their purchase processing system, you are now subject to strict guidelines from the App Store, barring you from offering or directing users toward different payment processors. So Spotify now has this problem where they can't even tell you how to go buy the audiobook. (laughs) Um, And so you actually, to get one, you would have to leave the app, go find the book on Spotify's website, purchase it there. But they can't even explain that to you in the Spotify app. So they're looking at audiobooks as their next chapter of growth. But uh, until one of the companies budges, the audiobook experience on Spotify is just not going to be ideal as their message not ideal. Uh, says. That is interesting because isn't that the beef between Epic Games and Apple? That is like... It is exactly the beef between Epic Games and Apple. You know, in the ep- antitrust lawsuit brought by Epic Games uh, relatively recently, we discovered details about how this transaction fee is a $24 billion a year business for Apple, very little overhead costs. And Spotify also actually filed an antitrust complaint against Apple in Europe in 2019 uh, about this kind of whole thing. But nothing really mm. major has happened for them. And they actually have a whole website dedicated to <laughs> this and how annoyed they are about it. It's called time to play Which is similar to what Google is doing, or I guess what Android is doing, because Android wants them to stop using their proprietary message that makes Android users tech screen and, and kind of clunky. <laughs> I feel like everyone is just like, they've asked nicely and now they're just being super passive aggressive with Apple. Exactly. <laughs> Companies are really annoyed at Apple about this kind of gatekeeping. You know, for Apple, they're in a really strong position where they ha- the government hasn't really cracked down on them. And until they do, they're probably just going to keep making the most of the lucrative opportunity. Yeah. Well, at least the EU is forcing them to make USB-C chargers. So Exactly. You know? <laughs> at least we'll get new chargers out of it. How about that? Yeah. All right, Juliet, what is up with Microsoft and the metaverse? Uh, so, you know, not, not as much as one might hope, as it turns out. Mm. So in the Wall Street Journal, it was reported that Tim Osborne, he's a former director with the Microsoft's HoloLens team, is basically lamenting this lost opportunity that Microsoft could have owned the metaverse market, but it just didn't put enough into it at the time. And I think we're seeing that because when we look at what Meta has, we see a lot of it happening in VR. Right. Microsoft had a device called the HoloLens. I guess it still has this device. In 2010, they, they had a prototype of it. And what it came out of is something that Microsoft is actually really good at, which is gaming. So its games department Mm. 
they were trying to imagine like, what is the future of gaming systems? And it was kind of in, in their mind, it was a headset that you would wear that would replace other screens. Uh, they called it Screen Zero. Nice. So they had a prototype in 2010. And then they debuted the HoloLens in 2015. They had this demonstration at E3 where they demoed how you could use it to play Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. Only they ran into a lot of hurdles. Um, you know, it was harder to build than they thought. And when it was finally made available to consumers, it cost $3,000. That's a lot. You know, the Wall Street Journal reported that Microsoft has sold about 300,000 of them. And when you compare that to the Quest 2, which is currently retailing for $400, Meta has sold 17 million of those. So you can see Mm. how Meta has jumped ahead. Yep. So like what has Microsoft done with the HoloLens over the last few years. So right now, its biggest client is the U.S. Army. They awarded Microsoft a $480 million contract to develop um, a type of AR training for soldiers to use to like simulate what it would be like in battle. Mm. So mostly they're, they're working with large organizations and companies. Interestingly, they have agreed, uh, there, there's a partnership they have with Meta where they're going to put some of their games and some of their productivity tools. The office suite, right? Yes, on Meta's Quest, which I don't know. I don't know if I think this is going to be fun or not, because basically you're just strapping a headset on your face so that you can look at the same app that you have in your desktop, but on a big screen that is in front of your face. Sure. I don't know if I'm excited by that in the way that I am excited by um, augmented reality, which kind of overlays digital images on top of the real world. Or VR, yeah. which places you in a completely separate world. Like, I don't know if I find that that exciting. Yeah, I, I think I, I've seen some videos of AR products where instead of just having your one desktop in front of you, you could have six desktops in front of you and five of them are virtual. Mm-hmm. I see that being useful. Now, what I think is interesting and what I think is kind of the game plan for Microsoft kind of teaming up with Meta on this is these companies both know that two succeed in this market and in the future here at least at the start they're going to really need to work together Mm -hmm. and just to get customers and people using them and people building Mm -hmm. apps for them and things like that so yeah and that may work like meta's clearly got the hardware you know it may still be working out the kinks but it has gotten its super advanced headset down to 1500 bucks but we know that microsoft is great at software and games so that's true i think if they can be friends for a little while uh We'll see some benefits there. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet bennett Ryla. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. Have a terrific Thursday. And we'll see you tomorrow.